Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. We're going to talk about the internet right now. I know, you can't live without it, right? You ever wonder how it actually gets to you? The internet is delivered to connected devices in three fundamental ways. First, undersea cables are used to channel data such as videos and music hosted from one country to another. Once these undersea cables come up to a country or continent, telcos and governments bill national fiber grids to carry the data to larger cities and smaller towns. And then you have internet service providers who take the data and use a mix of fiber and wireless technologies to transfer it to end users. Now, this is where the technology from our next guest comes in. Transcelestial is a company that has been known for disrupting telecom with its wireless laser solution. But it's now going beyond this by entering the manufacturing sector with NTT, that's Nippon Telegraph and Telephone, a major global technology services company. The ultimate goal is to build a space laser network to deliver a step change in internet connectivity globally. How are they going to do this? Let's find out right now. Rohit Jan, CEO and co-founder of Transcelestial is on the line. Rohit, good morning. How are you? Hey guys, good morning. Glad to be here. This is such an interesting uh, company. You guys planning to build a <laughs> space laser network. Okay, I'm a geek. You got to tell me about your company right now. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we started the company five years ago as a startup from Singapore. It's basically kind of come, uh, was born out of the a very simple statistic. In the last two years, you know, as a civilization, we have uh, created more data than all of human history combined. And when you extrapolate that data point in the future, the data growth is like one of the true exponentials of our lifetime. What's also happening is uh, post-COVID, or actually we are still mid-COVID, every single country is uh, growing their data needs by almost 100% year on year. So again, like when you extrapolate that to uh, as we grow and go deeper into deep space uh, and as we expand beyond this earth, needs for connectivity are are some things which are not going to be taken care of by undersea cables, as you said in your uh, introduction. So Transcelestial is really looking at the, the core mission of the company is to see connectivity as a human right. And it helps solve uh, our civilization's long-term communication needs, not just what we need tomorrow or day after. So our foray into building laser communications was a way for us to build a technology which grows us not only in the next couple of years, but also in the next couple of decades. What's your footprint like here in Asia? We started in Singapore, but we have been uh, quite Asia-Pacific-wide as a company. What we have been really focused on right now is building the last mile of the urban connectivity part of the technology. So we have this wireless laser communications product, which we also call wireless fiber optics. Mm -hmm. And telecoms, uh, internet service providers and enterprises in the region, they use this uh, to bring internet connectivity to their buildings, offices, cell towers, and eventually to people. Um, we are in Singapore, Indonesia, Malaysia, Philippines, Thailand, India, Australia, and Hong Kong. And we are expanding nearly every month now, working with more clients around the region. And of course, most recently, we've just announced our partnership with NTT in Indonesia, which is fantastic for us. 
Yeah, we're going to talk about Indonesia a little bit later on. That That is a very interesting market. But just yeah. for fun, right? So my producer was talking to me about this and mm-hmm. she asked me, uh, how do you think uh, internet is delivered to your phone? <laughs> I, had to, I had to pause. I almost said satellite. And then I went to do, do the experiment myself, asked a couple yeah. of friends and a few of them fell yeah. into that trap. But it's not, right? It's, it's cable. If you think back, it used to be phone yeah. lines. How else is it delivered to our phones? Or, or our devices? Typically, exactly, you're right. Like, I think most people think that, like, satellite delivers internet to their homes, offices, and cell phones, but that's literally less than 1% of the world's internet. It's mostly fiber cables which sit under the ground and not satellites that are connecting our smart devices. So what usually ends up happening is, as you said in the introduction, you have these massive undersea cables. So let's say if you're sitting in Indonesia, as an example, and you're streaming YouTube, your requests, uh, route all the way through your national telco, through underground fibers, into undersea, comes to Singapore, and the video gets streamed from here back all the way to your cell phone. Mm. And all of that happens in less than uh, 10 milliseconds. That's really, really fast. <laughs> yeah. but, but the cost of putting something like that, the time it takes, it's taken hundreds of millions of some billions of dollars uh, to get that done. And it's taken almost a decade to put that kind of infrastructure in. So imagine scaling that up from one mega city, which is maybe Jakarta or Manila, tier two cities, tier three cities, tier four cities around the region. I'm just thinking the days of the 56K modem. I'm very (laughs) grateful. Uh, Just to compare Singapore and Indonesia, and and it's timely as well because you're you're going to business uh, in that part of the world. Why are we so good here in Singapore? Is it really because our size is so small? And I'm guessing where Indonesia is concerned, I mean, who has time to start drilling and putting all these fiber cables? There, There has to be a faster solution. Absolutely. So, I mean, there isn't at this point in time and I think that's that's why we exist but mm. uh, you're absolutely right about the size of Singapore so almost a decade plus ago Singapore because of its size decided that hey we could actually invest in a national fiber grid right so every building every HDV every office was connected every cell tower was connected with a fiber but you cannot do that on a on a country which is massive like India or Indonesia or Malaysia or any pick any country in the region, right? So what ends up happening usually is population in all of these countries get divided into three parts. You have really the no internet part where absolutely people do not get any kind of internet or connectivity. Then biggest bulk of the population lives in the really bad or terrible internet regime, which is basically either super low speeds super bad latency, and the gamers would know what that means, and really, really expensive prices. And usually, it's the combination of all three. And of course, uh, you have people sitting in mostly uh, tier one cities or metro cities in like the center of the cities who are very well connected with fiber, and they enjoy a really, really good internet connection. So that's the challenge. It's the challenge of rolling out massive national fiber networks especially when people are so tied to their land and it's very difficult to get the permission to put fiber in the ground. So that's why we came up with the technology which takes uh, the same technology which runs inside a fiber, but we are now running lasers wirelessly. So what that means is you don't need to go and ask people permission to put fiber in the ground. You can just uh, mesh out an entire city entirely with our lasers and bring 
everyone from a bad internet bucket into a really awesome internet bucket mm. very, very, very quickly. Best way to test your internet connectivity, ask a gamer to do it. I totally agree <laughs> with you on that one. Uh, the cost, yeah. though, when it comes to this, Im- mm. implementing lasers, um, how much of a significant difference is it compared with laying cable and ground? Yeah, so uh, that's a very good question. So typically in the region, uh, I mean, of course, as you can imagine, depending on whether it's rural or urban and stuff, costs usually differ. But on an average, a kilometer of fiber usually takes a few weeks to a few months to put in and costs roughly around 80 to 100K per kilometer to put in. For us, we are talking about something that takes less than a day to put in and costs one-tenth per kilometer. Okay, so, so so that's great. I mean, cost-wise, fantastic. But is it complicated, yeah. though, especially when you're trying to go into a market like Indonesia uh, to, to implement all of this? I mean, uh, do partnerships have to come into play to, to make things smoother? Yeah, I mean, I think every country has its own advantages and challenges. So if you're just zooming into Indonesia specifically, uh, I mean, obviously, it's one of the, the, the second largest kind of internet booming economy after Philippines uh, in the region in Southeast Asia. But countries vast our uh, archipelago landscapes, so there's almost 15,000 plus islands. The footprint is massive. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also a lack of tons of even urban and suburban fibers. Even if you go outside just central Jakarta, it, it, it just degrades very rapidly. And then you have, obviously, the, the government is pushing 5G, yeah. which is massive for the population. But as you can see, like even in Singapore, we don't have 5G ubiquitously. Like, so imagine rolling that out in a country of that scale. So you cannot do that without a network of partners. So NTD has a massive brand recognition. It has a huge history of dealing with very complex problems such as these. And they obviously are already working with like the existing telcos and, and, and government providers and stuff. So working with those, working with the existing tower providers uh, who are basically building out your 5G and 4G uh, national infrastructure right now, uh, working with these guys is super, super important to actually make sure that you're rolling something like this out very rapidly. Just the last question, and, and yeah. because I'm so curious uh, about this, <laughs> how you guys at Trans Celestial are aiming to build a, a space laser network. First, I want to know how that would look like, and I mean, how much is this going to cost? Are, are you guys raising money, raising funds for this? Uh, yeah, so that basically is, uh, it, it's, it's like Death Star in space. No, I'm kidding. Oh, brilliant. I, I want one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. That. Um, so in your introduction, you actually uh, laid out the problem beautifully. So while our current technology helps with connectivity between buildings and cell towers in a, an urban environment, there's still a bigger problem. And the bigger problem is how do you nationally route data. That means, let's say, how do you get data to Bali? How do you get mm. data to Sibu? Uh, how do you get data to tier two, tier three cities, right? Because most of the time, telcos just spend money and effort to build out metro cities only. And so, uh, and not only that, but also looking at undersea cables, they, they cost a billion plus dollars to put just two points. And of course, deep space, like if, you're, if we say that humans are evolving and entering into a phase where we can actually colonize deep space, um, there is no reliable way to communicate to moon and Mars and beyond. And we would need that pillar to be set up before we venture into deep space. So laser comps was uh, one of the only companies in the world developing that um, to be able to get up to that point. So while we are solving urban, step two for us is to effectively 
be able to bring the whole fiber optic cable network, but from space. So the, ideally what we'll be able to do is drop a high-speed laser directly into a city like Bali. Okay. And with that single laser, power the entire internet for the entire city. And that is something which is uh, roughly around two to two and a half years away from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some missions going up uh, end of this year and early next year which will be able to prove and demonstrate some of our capabilities. And we are talking about speeds which are 100 to 1,000 and even million times faster than your current satellite networks like Starlink and other low-Earth orbit constellations. Uh, And of course, by 2030, the company's goal is to be able to flip a laser and drop a data connection uh, into the moon, uh, offering local network on the moon. So we're working with some overseas partners on this as well. Wow. Yeah. It's, it sounds amazing, exciting, and Rohit, the moment I receive a call from Obi-Wan Kenobi, I know you would have succeeded. <laughs> We've been speaking with uh, Rohit Jha, who is the CEO and co-founder of Trans Celestial. Thank you so much for your time this morning. You take care and stay safe. Thank you so much, guys. It was uh, fun chatting. To listen to the full interview, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.